Switched on on FM 104 and I'm joined by VIP digital editor Bronwyn O'Neill. Hello. How are you? Very, very good. Thank you so much for chatting to us. So Squid Games, the challenge. It's back. Well, Squid Games is kind of back in its in a weird form, I guess. I feel that a lot of people have very mixed feelings about it and I understand why, but it is back in a reality show format where they did take 400 people um, and put them through the quote-unquote squid games. Uh, no one died, thank God. That's good. But, but like, if you have seen... So they're dropping it in chunks. So the first two chunks have come out um, and the final is next week. But... Like you would think watching it is life and death. People are vomiting, they're crying, they're passing out, they're having panic attacks. And that like that's just people watching at home though. But like it's so it's so intense to watch it, you would think that it is a life and death situation. And I don't know, I feel I feel a bit weird about it, to be honest, because I know like the point of Squid Games is people would do really awful things for money. Yeah. And then they were like, mm, and how awful will they do that in real life? And they do terrible things, like really, really mean uh, challenges to them, which I don't know if I could do it, but the prize is like four, four million euros. So it's a lot maybe I could. Yeah, it is a lot of money. Yeah. For one person, like one person wins that. Like what? I can't even like conceptualize four million euros. So... Fair play to whoever gets it. We'll find out next week and hopefully it's someone nice. <laughs> Do we know how many people are involved in it? Because it looks like hundreds. Yeah, it's it's 430 something. I'm not 100% okay. sure about that last number, but I think it was 437 contestants actually took place or took part in it. And they obviously get like cut really rapidly and really yes. quickly. Yes. And it was filmed over like two weeks like 16 days or something so I'd say if you made made it through even the first like four or five days you'd be mentally and physically wrecked yeah. like it is it was really it looks really really intense it looks really intense and as you said I think the final is taking place on the 6th of December so if you've been watching up to now or if you haven't you haven't started yet you can catch up in time to find out before you hear spoilers <laughs> Exactly, because there's two Irish lads in it, so there is we we do have some vested interest in it. But God love them, don't know. I couldn't be me. I wouldn't do it either. So I'd prefer to watch it and see how they get on. But yeah, no, I I don't think I'd be putting my hand up for that. I can't. I'm very like even watching it. I'm at home, be like, oh my god, like I do be stressed. I'm coming in hives watching it, and I'm like, oh god, these <laughs> poor people. But look, it's a lot of money. Yes. Um, so fair play to whoever wins, and fair play to everyone who got involved in this. Hundred percent, and something different, Maxine. Maxine is um, dropped on Netflix um, earlier this month, but it came out on Channel 5 actually last year, but obviously a lot of us don't have Channel 5, so we probably didn't get to see it. Um, And this is about, it's a true crime drama about um, one of the most infamous murders, I suppose, in the UK um, of those two, like, 10-year-old girls um, who went missing and were then murdered by their the school caretaker um in the UK and I remember this case just like so vividly in my head because we were like similar in age and I remember like the news had it on every day and they were in their little Manchester United jerseys. It was really, really upsetting. I was far too young to like be so in, like not even invested, but I think because it was everywhere yeah. you couldn't really get away from it. But um this is about the 
murderer's girlfriend at the time who actually um, came up with an alibi for him, like faked an alibi and then went to jail for, I think, 21 months and now is out and has been given like a new life, uh, a new name and is allegedly married and has her own kids now. And it's about, it's her story, which I think is quite interesting. I know obviously yeah. true crime is a very touchy subject and a lot of people, you know, have strong feelings about it and that's very, very valid and very fair. I just really thought this was something very different and it's 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 not an easy watch, um, but it is very interesting. If you want to kind of dive into that, it's a perfect little quick watch, I suppose, on Netflix this weekend. Yeah, and I suppose there's a different side to the story as well because obviously you'd hear a lot about him but you very yeah. rarely hear about the people around them when this. Yeah, exactly. And like, I think it's really interesting to see her, like, not to defend her, obviously, or anything like that, but just it's a quite an interesting watch to see why she did it yeah. and uh, her kind of side of things. Um, but yeah, if, if that's up your alley, mm-hmm. go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Completely different to Squid Game. So, depending on how you're feeling. Yeah, exactly. I think both are quite stressful watches, but uh, there is a happy ending in one of them. Yeah. And then we move on to our book of the week. So it's a Booker Prize. It's Prophet Song by Paul Lynch. Yes. I mean, this book has been out for a while, obviously, and it's been everywhere. But... I, but I think we need to give it its moment in the light, in the in in its glory again because it won the Booker Prize this week, um, and it's written by an Irish author. And I know, even myself, like I love reading books, but I do find when books are like Booker Prize winners are quite, you know, have those kind of names attached to them, they can kind of alienate people, and people are like, oh, I don't really like reading X, Y, and Z, or that might be too difficult for me to read, or I don't want to read something really intellectual or whatever. But this book, I just adore. (laughs) It is based in kind of like a near-future dystopian Dublin where, uh, like, totalitarian um, government has taken over and kind of rules Ireland with, like, an iron fist, think, like, George Orwell in 1984, that kind of vibe, like, the Hunger Games. And I think, like, obviously, with what has gone on in the last couple of weeks in Ireland, it's a really, like, topical read as well. Um, It follows a woman whose husband goes missing or is taken by the government um, and he's a scientist and it's just really really interesting about her trying to re-establish her life and get get it all together um, when her husband's been been taken and I just I loved it and I didn't think it was like, like I'm so happy it won mm. um, because a lot of the time those type of books kind of get glossed over for maybe a bit more of a, a deeper mm-hmm. uh, read but even at that like it's such a enjoyable read but it has such an important message as well and to know that Paul is Irish it's just such a nice little little touch and I think he's like the sixth ever Irish author to win the Booker Prize which has been going since the late 60s so it's a real honour and I think Shall give him a bit of bit of grow from from Ireland 100% so that's profit song excellent so something for everybody there this week I think I think so I think I've worked really hard they're not I suppose the lightest watches or reads mm-hmm. but I think I think some, someone will find enjoyment out of at least one of them <laughs> Absolutely Brian O'Neill VIP digital editor thank you so much for chatting to us
Thanks for having me.